Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Nick Engvall with my guy Robbie Falke to talk some kicks today. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, definitely no complaints. I, uh, I've gone back and forth all day whether or not I'm going to walk the walk and talk the talk and buy those KD-13s with all like the fancy like hippie stuff on them, the yeah. money snipers. But I don't walk the walk. I just talk the talk. I didn't do it. Yeah. But I'm good. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a challenging week or so in a lot of different ways, but it's always, it's always like when we hit this moment of record, it's always like kind of like, okay, cool, I'm almost through the week. You know, like it's the reminder that I just got a little bit further to go. No, one hundred percent. And and the reason why I, the reason why I went the KD route I was like, all right, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it unpolitical today. But today was like a pretty bad day on recording uh, on on recording day in terms yeah. of news wise. So we're gonna keep it peppy though. This is this is a happy podcast. This is uh your fifty minutes to an hour or so to feel like you're amongst other friends is talking about shoes. So let's just pretend there's, there's a back in 2019, you could just like go to an event. We're all hanging out. Here we are and go and see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Well, uh, let's start off with, with rocking and copping. What, what, what are you, what are you rocking today? Man, what am I rocking? Uh, I've actually been rocking quite a bit. Um, that Reebok Kamikaze too, still like, we had a little bit of a conversation about how old tech can still get the job done in terms of comfort. Like you don't have to have the most latest airbag or uh, most premium uppers to have a comfortable shoe still. And there's something about the Kamikaze too, man. It's, I mean, cause I have other shoes with the hex light in it. I know it's not that it's just like the complete, like the it's the sum is greater than its parts. It's probably the best yeah. way to name it. So yeah. I'm very much enjoying that still. And um, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, I'm PJ Tucker hater 101. And I'm, I'm going to try to get those Kobe 5s just to try to trade for another pair. Because I don't want those. But if I could trade for another pair of Kobe's that I want, we're talking. So, like, those are on the radar. And then, man the air raid that's like a couple weeks away. But like what I really want to like 
really, really say is those yellow Reebok questions, the Laker yeah. colorway that we saw Quinn Cook of the Lakers wore at time of recording. But when you're hearing this, it'd be past tense. It's always weird dealing with that. But um, yeah, the, the yellow toe Reebok questions. There's now been official on foot photos. There's been sightings and that yellow toe looks good. So that's, that's definitely what I'm looking to cough. How about you? Anything on your radar? I bet you uh, uh, questions now that I said that. I mean, that whole minions pack, I think we talked about it before, but the, the pump fury, just the bright yellow minions is, is mm-hmm. super dope to me. I, I could get with the, the club C's or the, or the questions. Um, I think I, I'm just a big minions fan. So all, all three of those are pretty dope to me, but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the air raids, obviously, I'm kind of paying attention to. And like I said in another episode, uh, the, that Air Max one that kind of has that air raid, you know, print on the on the lining. Um, hopefully, I can get my hands on, on those as well. So um, and then as far as those rocking, I just I just had on uh, I just had on some chucks today. So nothing special. Chucking it up. Chucking up the deuce. Yeah, we're chucking. But, uh, it. We gotta. We gotta. Speaking of uh, trying to be a little more upbeat and and bubbly in this episode, we got one of the greatest reviews, if not the greatest review. I'm not even gonna say on on our podcast. I think this might be one of the greatest like podcast reviews in the history of podcasts. But I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you start it out, Robbie. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it'd only be fair because it's kind of lengthy. If we took it back to like fourth grade and we did some popcorn, some popcorn reading, <laughs> my voice right. when I said that, that was totally unintentional. Um, so I'll start it off. Uh, this is from the great DW, top level shoe news and anal- uh, analysis. I really can't see the end of it, but um, best shoe talk podcast on the airways. The characters are realistic and draw you in. Um. <laughs> uh, so wait, am I saying popcorn or are you saying popcorn? I forget how that works. <laughs> oh, we have to say it still. I thought you were just gonna naturally there's only two of us on the, <laughs> the audio. <laughs> uh yeah, so so it uh, goes on to say, Nick, the erstwhile hero whose creative juices secretly power wide swaths of the sneaker industry while his moral compass prevents him from becoming another shill influencer. Uh Robbie, the Nike fanboy whose unrequited love is never returned, thus forcing him into the arms of other more loving brands. Which brand will he discover next while casting longing glances at Beaverton HQ? <laughs> uh, Michael, the scrappy underdog making waves on YouTube with a boundless enthusiasm for the shoe game, only occasionally dampened by resellers profiting on the death of his heroes. And the steady stream of industry guests liven things up with insider insight only found here, which is good because you won't find it on the asleep at the wheel sneaker blogs. I'm always anxious to find out what happens next to our band of brothers as they brave the dangerous new world of hype beasts and collabs that never should have been made. Each episode is a must listen. Bluntly. It's almost a perfect podcast. All it really needs to get there is more female voices, less mute button mishaps and more wet wear testers mentions. Once they get those, oh, I just figured out who DW was. Um, they'll be rocketing to the top of the charts with Joe Rogan and Tim Ferris. Ferris. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I just figured out uh, who DW was. So thanks, DW. Yeah, I yeah thanks, DW. 
<laughs> I just had the Walter White moment in Breaking Bad where he's like, Walt Whitman. No, it's Walter White. He's the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this, that's a great, I mean, definitely appreciate you taking the time to, to leave us that review. And, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's pretty spot on for like <laughs> where we come at all of these things individually, but, um, yeah, too funny, too funny. I mean, also popcorn, man. I forget, like, do you remember on like about that same time, probably fourth grade for me, you could actually dial popcorn on the phone just to find out what time it was. How crazy was that? What? That's yeah, that's way before my yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you used to you used to be able to dial a phone number, it was just popcorn, whatever popcorn is, on the on the keypad, and it would tell you what time it was. It was just like a recording thing. See, I had four one one growing up. That's about it. Yeah, see this is pre pre four one one. So man, kids these days, they don't know how good they've got it. With their old, old man screams of clouds, with their iPhone screens showing them what time it is every time they lift it up, they'll never know. <laughs> they'll never know the struggle. Never knowing the, the struggle of trying to remember how to smell pop, spell popcorn on your phone keypad. <laughs> T nine, man. I mean, I was blistering fast at T nine. I was yeah. like, no, so fast. It's like, man, there used to be T nine competitions. I, I wonder if there still are. Like who can like they give you a paragraph and who can like type it the fastest like wins like more most accurately. Yeah, I'm not that up. it's a real. Oh thing. man, it was it was crazy. I mean, I worked for for AT and T way back in the day. So back then, when people just started using phones for text, I mean, T nine was like it was a game changer for me. But then everybody's so confused by it. It's like, what? How does this work? Yeah. You push it four times. Why though? Why? <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. So, well, this episode we want to get into uh, a bunch of news stuff that's going on. And I mean, I, I guess like kind of loosely highlighted by the release of the Air Jordan 35. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in, in a little bit. But uh, where do you want to start out as far as the other releases? We'll climb that mountain. To, to the sun. Exactly. I mean, you already brought them up, so might as well talk more about Minions. Um, looking at you, I would not like pin you as a Minions fan, so that just makes you really happy because if there's ever like a really random gift I have to get you, it's like, oh, Minions. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know man, if you're than Minion, so I'm just like, yeah, Minion. Well, it's uh, it's like it's like one of those uh, super. I mean. All the all the names are super like regular names, right? It's like Bob, Kevin, Stewart. Uh, like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the 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 Minions movie is is basically like the spinoff of uh, what Despicable uh, Me. Despicable Me, and there's been so many like shorts made, and you know that it just kind of became its own thing. You know, it'd be like if like if you if you're a Toy Story fan, right? It's like if you had like, you know, Slinky or or the army guys having their own kind of little spin-off storyline. But the minions like I just yeah, I'm I'm just a fan. It's it's so good, man. It's I yeah, highly recommend it to anybody that especially if you're a fan of animation, because it's just one of those like like I was just telling Robbie while we were getting ready to, to hit record, 
I love that it's it's very much like kid like, so you could watch it with your kids or your nephews, nieces. But at the same time, it's you know very much like adult, you know, tongue in cheek type things that probably are over the heads of most kids, which makes it funnier for the adults too. So I'm uh, I'm I think I'll always be a fan of Minions. I can't see not wanting to watch it almost every time I have the opportunity. Yeah. I guess kind of like SpongeBob and in, in that same yeah. regard being for everybody. But I mean, you got a couple club, club C's here. You got a pair of questions, uh, an Instapunk Fury. I just, I don't know why. I think it's just that I'm getting older. I, I think just like the club C and the workout and the superstar and the dunk again, when it's not unobtainable are just like speaking to me again, where it's just like, yeah, I like, I like full, you know, full length Viz Air. I like all these other things, like whatever. But like day to day, when I when I go to the grocery store, I'm throwing something on that's like the easiest to not have to relace. <laughs> like when's the easiest for me to like push the heel down hard, get it in and get going. So it's just like I'm gravitating towards like Club C's. Like the yellow pair, I think is. They're cool, but like maybe it's a hair too loud, but like right on that, that cusp they're not too loud, but like they're, they're right there. But the lighter pair, like the off white cream color with the blue, those are just like right up my alley. Like I, I can definitely see how you could be a fan of these. I like the pump fury a lot just cause it's the, it's the loudest of the bunch, but the, the question's super dope because the way they tie like the, uh, the kind of. I guess like neon green tube. It almost looks like uh, it reminds me of those like bracelets that kids used to wear when you were a little kid, right? That you would get out of like the quarter machines. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of like kind of glow in the dark, but not really. But you, as a kid, you were like, "Oh my god, it it looks like it glows in the dark." <laughs> they remind me like those same kind of tubes you're talking about of like the Batman the. And Bane from Batman with like the George Clooney, like the late nineties version where it's like really corny mm-hmm. yep. His serums, really bright. It kind of looks like that, which I think makes it look cool. Makes makes me feel like the questions are supercharged. Yeah. Uh, Reebok was nice enough to send me a pair. And it's like, I've had a really fun time just like looking through them, like kind of like a book, but should, like you can flip them over and there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, through the outsole, very cool paint job on them. All of the Allen Iverson branding has been removed, and it's—I need to brush up on my minions. I don't know what this means, but it looks cool. So it's just like a, a, a cool take. I like how they t- treated it like a canvas. Like you don't have to put a big swoosh in the in the shape of a barnacle, just as like an example, to have it be like. Brent co-branded still like anybody looking at this knows it's a question so you don't have to have the vector on it yeah this colorway to me looks like they're pulling from like his like Gru's spaceship that the minions built for him basically which is kind of Ooh. i don't know i would say you know makeshift at best which give which is why you got like the little like rivet look you know on the silver and stuff like that so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty well done colorway for sure. I I searched Guru Spaceship and I got like an old like headband like 
vinyl album cover. <laughs> so uh, that's not it. But uh, that would make sense. So spaceship and the G on the back for Guru. I think oh, I knew oh, it was Guru. Guru. Yeah. Yep. That's why. You'll see it. How do you spell Guru? Like how? Just G R U. Oh. Ah. Okay. Yeah. That's a hundred percent where it all came from. I'm so happy you said that because I was just like, oh, it's kind of just like alieny <laughs> spaceship <laughs> yeah. spaceship help um, ties that together but uh they're all dropping together at the collection on october 1st um pricing's anywhere from like 175 um all the way down to like 70 for the club c so yeah a good mix here check out from reebok um i assume you'd probably be able to get them from the footlocker family of brands but um yeah, man. Anything else you want to add? No, nope, I don't think so. It says, it says by Illumination. Is that like not Pixar? I thought it was Pixar. No, I think it's Illumination is the company. Ah, I didn't know they were competitors. That's awesome. The, the more you know, the more you keep learning. Um, but let's see here. So, I mean, next up, we have a little bit of Puma action. Uh, the Pumas and our, bo- and our boy, Bobby Hundreds. I don't know Bobby, but I would love to. Um, they're doing a collection here from like bags, shoes, um, sweatshirts, shorts. It's like a little bit of everything. Um, it's interesting because if I remember correctly, Bobby made a post a couple of days ago where like they weren't able to release one of the shoes in the collection. So he's going to donate all of them to charity pretty much. So yeah, I'm trying to find that post now. And of course, whenever, Oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is his direct quote. We should have known that 2020 wouldn't let things go according to plan and the lead up to the hundreds, um, and Puma, a hopeful future collection, the design of one of our four sneakers from our collection deviated from our original plan. The difference is negligible, negligible, but we know it's there, and that's enough for us to hold it back from the release. We could have dumped them, but this would not have matched our vision for a hopeful future. This project has been about creating paths to sustainability in the world of fashion, reducing waste in our manufacturing process, and setting an example for brands in the future. So in that spirit, rather than destroy thousands of pairs, thousands of, pairs of perfectly wearable sneakers, the hundreds in Puma have decided to give them all away. And it just says more soon. But looking at it, it's just like a black. I can't tell what's, what's wrong with them. Like this, aesthetically, they don't look like there's anything wrong. But what a way to do it. If you're going to have a collection called A Hopeful Future designed around sustainability and you can't sell one of the shoes or you don't feel like it's up to your brand's pedigree, do you know how many people fill stuff with I mean, fill product in landfills just to write it off. How many people, not people, but companies will just dump everything into the ocean just to not deal with it. So it's like, ah, oh, instead of shipping this off into like another country to have them deal with it, let's help people. There's hundreds of thousands of thousands of people in this country who need help, need shoes, socks, somewhere to live, something. So you can't, you can't do it any better than trying to honor your hopeful future program 
by donating what you can't sell to charity. So again, Bobby is like in another long list of cool things he does. But um, that's the real highlight of the collection in my book is what isn't being sold. So. Yeah, I didn't realize that before I looked at it. Um, I didn't see his post on it until you mentioned it. But it, I think it's super dope because this whole the whole collection also has like just a, a like really good variety, like the performer mid the palace guard. Obviously, you're going to have like, you know, uh, Clyde's because why not? Um, but he, there's a ton of apparel too. And, and a lot of it's pretty nice. I mean, I'm probably your typical hundreds fan just because they've always kind of pulled like nostalgic stories to, to use for inspiration. So this is pretty dope. I mean, we'll, we'll put a link to it in, uh, the description. I'm not sure like how much of this will be available by the time, you know, this episode airs, but definitely worth checking out. There's a really, really cool, like rugby shirt. So, like, to your point, it's a lot more than his shoes. Um, it drops, yeah, September 26th. That's this, I mean, that's this past Saturday. So, I would assume that clothing would probably sit a little bit longer. I mean, not that, like, hundreds isn't popping. But in most cases, unless it's, like, fragment or off-white, the clothing aspect of these type of releases can kind of still be picked up afterward. So if you're a 100s fan, you like Puma, be sure to check that out. So next up, we have the Ewing Athletics and Jermaine Dupri 33 High that released this past Friday. Um, you might be able to still get pairs at EwingAthletics.com. But man, from the death row stuff that I have in the closet, um, they did a, um, a big pun shoe. And now you have a Jermaine Dupri. They did a... Uh, Cormega shoe. They yep. did. Damn. I mean, it's like a lot of yeah, people they, are about they, to hip hop, but yeah, they've been killing it. <laughs> that's, that's definitely you're you might be the target audience just in terms of what artists you're putting out there. So this particular one, like we posted on, on this Instagram account, you know, crisscross wore Ewings on the front of their, you know, I don't know how many bazillion times platinum album back in the day. And the cool thing about this particular collaboration was that Jermaine Dupri actually reached out to Ewing to make it happen. So it doesn't get much more authentic than that, right? Like that's just super dope to know that he's pulling that memory up and being like, Oh, we should do this too. But I thought it was just super dope that they had like his, his signature, the big so so deaf logo on the tongue, and then they flipped the the Ewing logo on the back of one of the shoes. So it's instead of it saying Ewing, it's it's spelled backwards, totally crossed out, crisscross inspired, etc. So just I think, like you said, all those hip hop collabs they've had, this one included, have just been super spot on with you know probably like like the older sneakerhead, right? Because that the shoes themselves are are you know definitely a like borderline 80s 90s style but the the borderline the, the people that they're the, the people that they're bringing in to collab are also that same kind of era right so it's just like can't miss collaborations in my opinion the year was 1992 the age 13 years old the platinum many yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, this one time for Jermaine Dupri, if you're a younger listener and you're not familiar, 
welcome to Atlanta. You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, the, the remix to be more specific, um, just, I would say that's like, if every state has like had to update their state song, like Georgia, this needs to be, I mean, I know there's a lot of great, you know, Otis, you know, there's a lot of great Georgia songs, but welcome to Atlanta probably is the modern theme song to that state. I'm not from there. I'm not trying to speak for them, but that's just like one of the best hip hop moments. I love that song. Yeah, it's good. It's I really go on good. for days and days, but, um, three different brands, three very different projects. <laughs> you got Bobby hundred, you got Jermaine Dupree and you got minions. So pick your poison, right? And kind of go with whichever direction you like. Um, we're actually not done with the collaboration gang. So the union stuff, the black pair is set to drop, drop off. Oh my God. I'm going to start. I can't talk, man. I could try to say off noir and drop at the same time. Jesus. All right. So in more collaboration news, we also have the second pair of the union LA Jordan four dropping. And if you're a member of our discord, that's been a very hot topic the past couple of days. Some people are really for them. Some people are not feeling them. I'm one of the people that do not feel the shoe. I don't care how much it's worth. That tongue looks, even if you can flap it up, I don't like the way it looks. And the whole picture together, like just isn't my style. Like it's just not me. So if you're in our discord and the first person to ask me, I'll enter those for you. So how are you feeling about them? Have, do you like this colorway more than the guava ice or? I don't really care for them that much. I think they're, I think they've grown on me a little bit, but I still don't really like the, the all kind of yellow midsole outsole. Um, I'd rather just, I'd rather just have shoes be white or natural color and then let me get them, wear them and get them to that point. Because I, I, I think it looks dope normally, but I'm just not a fan of like the aged look straight out of the box. If that makes sense. No, totally. And in most cases, I would agree. Like that anniversary Air Max one, the Air Max day, that one doesn't count because that yellowing is really cool. And then like the biohacks, which I still keep rocking all the time. I thought those would be too yellow for my taste, but they're actually pretty good. I just don't like the the wing, if you want to call it that, the plastic part. I get you're trying to do something different. I get you, you know, you just play on materials and stuff. But just look at me dead in the eyes and tell me that looks that was the best decision you could have made. The clear plastic wing, like you could have done so. I would have taken anything else other than that. But like, it breaks up the vibe of the corduroy too much for me. It just feels like a sore thumb in my book. Especially seeing like, I've seen people paint the midsoles, paint the outsoles and like trim those side, you know, plastic wings to be kind of more normalized. Like the, the way the regular Jordan four comes and uh, all of it looks better to me than it does from straight out of the box. If you would have done it in that same teal colorway or the off noir, the black, this is called black. Do it like translucent black. It would look light years better. Or if you did the whole thing in that red colorway, that kind of hot red, 
like anything but the clear. I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I just truly, truly don't. And that's okay. I think we both sound like old men or all oh, that, that Jordan four. It's not, not Jordan four back in my day. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it, but um, I'm trying to think here. There's a couple more. I'm just not as familiar with them. So I don't know this brand, but um, it's an Air Max 90 uh, denim, denham. It looks just like the infrared, but there's denim in it. So like it has to be a... I should probably just look it up really, really look it up really quick before talking about it. Do you know who Denim is? Denham. Yeah, it's like a. Um, I want to say it's like a uh, a European uh, retailer uh, clothing clo- like not, not 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 like retailer, but like clothing manufacturer brand kind of thing. Okay, because I I don't need to know who makes them. I know that they're absolutely amazing. Like very few times am I turned on by an alternate take on the original. Like I think of like the Air Max 90 infrared, like the the flip infrared, like the reverse, something like that. Like I, I get where you're coming from or like the, the crushed velvet pair from that celebration a couple of years ago where it still had like the tooling of the mm-hmm. infrared, but it was crushed velvet. Like, I don't like that. Like, I either want a completely different look or just give me the infrared. These, on the other hand, perfectly mix the different shades of denim in a way that's like, kind of like bedspoke or bespoke, but not at the same time. It's kind of like the Levi's, but it's not. It's just like a good enough spin on the denim thing to be really effective in my book. Yeah. And this, this actually has like a, there's a 95, a neon 95 kind of same, same vibe as the 90, right. Where it's like sticking true to the original colorway for the most part, but you're swapping denim shades of denim to make the gradient pattern on the side of the 95. And I think both of these are super dope. I mean, I don't think that I'll have a chance in hell at getting them, but it's nice to, uh, it's nice to think about it for a couple minutes. Right. I mean, this imagine it, fantasize about it, and then move on about my day. Yeah, uh, exactly. This next pack, I think you'll have a very, very easy time getting. For Designed for the whole family, you should be able to get it. Um, it's the Toy Story Adidas collection, which was actually shot by the homie Oscar at Modern Notoriety. Did all the photos for him. Got featured on the Pixar feed. I mean, that's pretty cool. But um, it's, it's highlighted by the Dame 7. Um, you know, you got some Dame love here. You got some Don love here. You got a superstar. But a lot of familiar players here. So you have the Planet Pizza inspired. You have one inspired by Rex. Um, who else do we have here? Uh, Buzz Lightyear. Duh. Um, Woody. Um, Bo Peep. Just really, really playful. This is where I feel like a hypocrite because when stuff like the Dragon Ball collection releases, I say they didn't go hard enough. And then when this releases, I'm like, ooh, they went a little too hard. 
So it's like, which one is it, Robbie? Do you want do you want really really heavy storytelling that looks just like you know whatever they're drawing inspiration from, or do you want just like a light logo somewhere or like a little nod to something? I can't decide, but um, these would be great for my niece, and I actually have to pick one up for her. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm. I feel the same way. These these are like I would love to get my nephews these. And the Star Wars stuff too, right? I mean, they did a whole yeah. um, multi multi shoe Star Wars collection, which I know for a fact. If you Google Adidas Star Wars right now, you will find them on sale, steeply discounted. So if you're a Star Wars head and you're a little late to the party, go do some research research on the Adidas Star Wars collection and save yourself some money. Um, Let's just let's wrap up this random news here with a very, very shiny shoe. Um, Adidas must have some kind of collection coming on because they have a rivalry and a Stan Smith coming out encrusted in Swarovski crystals. I don't know how I feel about this. It, I've never owned a pair of Stan Smiths. I've never been driven to own a pair of Stan Smiths. But I kind of like it. Like, <laughs> I really do. I, I was, I was going to talk crap the second I saw it, like the thumbnail. I was like, oh, what dumbass is buying this shoe? And I was like, wait, I might be that dumbass. So I was like, I, it, I don't know what it is. It, it kind of looks like, it looks more like a dusting of winter magic than like crystals. So I think maybe yep. that's why it works. Yep. What do you think? I think I think that's it, man. I think you know most of the Swarovski collabs that we've seen are super over the top. The whole shoe is covered in their crystals, and it's totally not functional, which is fine for people that just want the the shininess. Um, but Stan Smith's like classic shoe, and I think this is just kind of adds a little bit of something interesting to it that. I don't know. It, it doesn't look, it doesn't look bad to me at all. You know, it's, it's like, it didn't, it didn't mess it up the way a lot of times, you know, throwing some crazy material or crystal or whatever onto a shoe can, can do. So I'm not mad at it. And it's kind of dope that it's actually not stupidly overpriced like some of the other Swarovski stuff. So these are only 130 bucks. Only 130. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. That's cause I know, you know, you, I know you remember this story. But the question covered and diamonds, remember those on East Bay? Oh, yeah. Yep. With the laces. I just remember seeing the laces and being like, what the hell? That's awesome. And I guess yeah. I'm going to lie and cover one more part. So I'm very excited to see this. So to those astute Air Jordan 1 mid fans, um, the Familia colorway, which has Familia on it, it's kind of like pink and yellow. Um, it celebrates Latin Heritage Month. They were allegedly only going to be kids' shoes at first. And now it's being confirmed that they're arriving in adult sizes. And I have, for a very long time, go listen to old episodes, been an advocate for hate on the Jordan mid. Like, I've been telling everybody is, hate on that shoe. Like, you don't have to get the Jordan 1 mid to skip it. But once I got the the um, blue the goats or blue the greats from a couple months ago, mm-hmm. changed my mind. If 
there's a legitimate good story. And like, I am very much into family, La Familia. I call my family most of the time La Familia. I like the colorway. It's clean. I'm going to be buying this Jordan mid, Jordan one mid, like mark my words. Like wow. this, unless it sells out, like that's a damn good looking shoe. I mean, I agree, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm almost, I don't, I'm almost speechless, man. I, I never thought we'd see this day. Fight me. Fight me. <laughs> what, what am I going to do? I guess there's another, I mean, I don't like this kind of news because I feel like you come here to not get this kind of news, but Travis Scott six dropping 2021, bro. Um, yeah. Those are, those are really good looking though. I mean, we could talk crap about it and say we're talking about it too early, whatnot, but it still looks good. So yeah, it does. Well, so, so on the, uh, celebrity, uh, endorsee endorser relationship tip, Kanye apparently thinks he can wear Jordans on a, under his Adidas contract. So he's still pushing for that. He said he's, he's the first thing he's going to do when he gets on the Adidas board is do a collaboration with Nike. So anyway, we've enough of that. Let's talk about the Air Jordan 35. So I'm going to get Kanye's meds. <laughs> I mean, man, I was, I was praying the sneaker gods would have a pair of show up today. I was like, Oh, maybe someone loves me in life. And then they did it, and that's okay. I, only because I was just so excited about the 35. I think Nick and I both weren't particularly feeling many of the colorways when we first saw it. But now after seeing a whole lineup of them, there's like three to four really good ones and like two, I would say, elite colorways of the Jordan 35 coming out. It has to be that black and red and I'll keep it there so you can say some stuff on it too. And then that kind of black and I think it's a Zion Williamson. It's like black iridescent with like some cracked concrete look on it. Those two really, really speaking to me. The rest of them are just very fine, but that colorway in particular, those two colorways, the black and red, then like the black and that kind of gold vibe. Whew, that's a shoe that looks like it's ready for 2020 and 3020. Like it looks like it's going to age very well. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the black and red is like that for sure. Changed my mind about the shoe. The color blocking on that, on that is just like something else. Um, I, th- I think, I think also seeing that. Yeah. I like the iridescent stuff. But I think also just seeing like the other possibilities with it now. Um, yeah, I think I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that we see from this that uh, I'm going to end up liking, even though I hated on it last week. I want to say hating on it. I think more skeptical. So the Eclipse plate, I'm happy to see that come back. Um, that's a really good innovation. There's been a couple variants, I would say since the flight plate, everything they've taken and evolved on since the flight plate has been an improvement. Is it always the best? No, because the flight plate's still probably the best, still probably the best, but they're constantly just pushing 
how they construct their basketball shoes forward. And I feel like a lot of other brands, they have their signature cushioning platform. They have a carbon fiber plate in there and they call it a day. And that there's nothing wrong with that. If your shoe is still comfortable and performs well, power to you still sell that $150 shoe. But if you keep looking at the basketball shoe and thinking, how can we take this forward? Not incrementally, but two steps. Like what, what's a real crazy idea you have? Think about it for a bit. Let's put a hole right in the middle of the shoe. Okay. That's kind of crazy. And then when two years later come, you're probably in an opportunity to execute that design or to make that happen. Technology gets better in a couple of years. Processes get better. So I like to think that Jordan brand keeps their finger on that pulse. And from what I've seen over the past five, six years, that assumption is true. Because you may not like it. It may not be your favorite thing, but you can't argue that like, they're phoning it in every year. Yeah. I don't think that. Well, and I think, I think I agree with you in, in, you know, the flight plate conversation, right? Like, so that started the 28, the 28, I think the 28 was weird. You know, it was, I thought it was dope, but it was weird to a lot of people and had that fold down top. The 28 SE took the shroud off the shoe. And I think a lot of people, probably prefer to play in that maybe the 29 but i don't think i don't think the improvements have been like drastic in terms of performance but i think there's interesting attempts and interesting like even beyond the you know the eclipse plate and how that's evolved like that flight wire stuff and the way that they've kind of improved flywire and and or you know made it stronger is interesting to me because I think it's something that could be used down the road and in different places on the shoe and potentially, you know, you could, you could almost see that flight flight wire being used as like, let's say you wanted to make a Protro Jordan four. Well, there's your answer, right? Flight wire replaces the traditional, you know, plastic mesh that they used on the Jordan four. And now you've got like a, a shoe that could look, you know, aesthetically look older and more like a retro, but have performance like a modern Jordan, you know, modern, like pinnacle Jordan model. So to me, that's, that's all kind of exciting to see. And I think, honestly, I think that just from, you know, a visual and like the things that you can see that are clear ties to both recent Jordan releases and like old school Jordans, um, you know, Tate Kerbis is like the designer of the signature line right now. And he's done a really good job of like making sure that all those things are kind of visual, but not too aggressive. Right. Because, you know, the average consumer wants to see that it's Jordan, but doesn't want it to look like an old Jordan because then they're not going to think that it's playable. So um, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing with it more now than when I originally saw it for sure. It's important to remember that, Jordan brands in the business of creating performance basketball shoes when it comes to the new, anything new, like, and if it's in the basketball category, they've branched off so much now to where they're in running and training and all this great stuff, but in football, but like when it comes to basketball, it's always going to be about creating 
the most perfect vehicle for if Michael Jordan were to go get a time machine and fast forward and play in 2020, this would legitimately be good enough for him and cutting edge enough. So it's like not losing mind, not losing that mindset over 35 years, I think is just what makes them such great performance shoes. I mean, if you keep the, the end goal right in front of you at all times, you don't lose sight of things. And just from a design cue standpoint, a lot of people like the 32 and that's okay. I wasn't a huge fan of the 32. This, I feel like executes the idea of honoring the Jordan five while still making it completely new. Like the tongue of the Jordan five is probably one of the more recognizable tongues ever. And to get that on there, to get the little ink, to bring the ankle lower and modernize it, but still have that little notch around, you know, the ball joint. I'm not a um, body scientist. I don't know what that's called, but you know, the, the ankle protector, having that still be there, having a variant of the mesh on the side still be there. It all plays enough to where I see it and think, Oh, that's like a Jordan five. Oh wait, it's been 30 years. That's a Jordan 35. Like I can organically take those steps in my brain without having to be told it. And I think that's yeah. really cool. Uh, yeah, me too. And and that's something that I think a lot of people and probably myself included at times, because I felt like, I felt like with a the 33, they didn't do a good enough job with it. Um, it didn't look like the three to me in, in enough ways. Right. And they were still coming. Like, like you said, I like the 32. It tied into the twos, but definitely didn't, feel like an old shoe. And I think that could have been the three could have, could have come out a little more on the 33, but I, I wonder about like even that thought process. Do you, do you like that they do that? Or is that something that you think they should move away from? I mean, I like it. Just for the reasons you said, so yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. And I, I think, you know, as a, you know, I'm, I'm not a designer, but I, I would assume as a designer, you know, having, having the restrictions and the, and the, the boundaries on what you can do with a new, new shoe that still has to be tied to an old shoe probably creates new challenges for those designers to, you know, that, that might actually even help in in the process and the the vibe of of the designers while they're making these shoes because i think sometimes you know if you have a wide open palette it's like you know do you go too far and and ultimately it gets reeled back in by somebody you know higher up making the decision the final cuts on on these kind of things and i always wondered about that with jordans because you know as as we've grown up with jordans Primarily, it's been Tinker who's had the final say and the final stamp of approval on all Jordan releases, uh, you know, signature model being releases. Um, and I would think that you would have people kind of rise to the occasion to almost like take take on that challenge in a sense would be more powerful than just saying, okay, cool, go design a shoe and we'll slap a jump man on it and we'll call it the 30 whatever. 
But I don't know. It's, it's an interesting question. I'd love to know from everybody that's listening, are those pieces of the original Jordan models that you see in the aesthetics of like the 30, 32 through 35, is that something that you like or is that something that you could live without? I guess to kind of finish up on that point, it's like next year they could just say, all right, we're, we're not going to keep doing the 36 equals 6, 37 equals 7, et cetera, et cetera. And they could just go and do a beeline and make it completely different. And I think that'd be super cool. I don't think they will just because money, like why not play it mm-hmm. into something else that's already out there. But I mean, does that mean we're going to have to get to like Jordan, like 70 something for it to like be <laughs> completely uninspired, not uninspired, but not inspired by another shoe models. Like how, when, when is, when does it end? When do you, when do you say, all right, it's 2040. We're doing something completely brand new. I mean, I think that's happened a handful of times, right? And ultimately it comes back to people want Jordan retros more than they want the performance, you know, the, the, the signature shoe, which, I mean, this is like Nike Jordan brand's own doing, right? Like as much as I like a lot of the more recent shoes, I think they should have stopped at 23. Uh, You know, I could, I could, I could, you know, I could agree that there are shoes after the 23 that were great, but in the grand scheme of things, how do you continue on a line that is not really, you know, connected to Michael Jordan when, you know, this shoe in itself is going to take away from your, your signature athlete, Russell Westbrook, right. Or Zion Williamson or, you know, and do those guys, you know, eventually want their own signature, you know, I mean, you got to think that even somebody that's, you know, face of the NBA, like, like Zion will eventually be, he, he's probably thinking like, wow, is a, you know, a ZW logo or whatever that is for him, that dream for him is not going to be a, you know, being the face of the Air Jordan 48 or whatever it is. So to me, it's it's really a weird a weird situation that I almost feel like they've gone too far with. But I also appreciate some of the design stuff and like you know unlock zoom, flight plate technology, all that stuff wouldn't exist or might not have existed without Jordan Brand pushing the envelope. So I can't complain about it either, right? Like I really appreciate that stuff, and I, I have a handful of those shoes. I love a couple of those models quite a bit. So. I don't know. It's a really, really interesting thing. And I think there's a reason that most signature athletes don't get signature shoes after their prime or after they stop playing. And, you know, I think Jordan Brand is is still trying to to figure out what that means for them. And if they sell enough retros, it doesn't matter because who cares if they actually sell this shoe or not? They just make it and it becomes a publicity thing and they make a handful of colorways and they're good. I understand why you would have original designs for a little bit up until you got to the 31 and exclude Cause just because it's that weird time and like, what do you, you don't have anything to latch onto. There's no number you could latch onto. Once you hit 31, you can, I don't know. It's just an interesting conversation to have. And 
I wish I could have a time machine sometimes and just be like, oh, yeah, I wonder what things look like 50 years from now in sneakers. Uh, but yeah. yeah. If you got one of those, let me know. LMK, <laughs> HMU, got a time machine. It could be a hot tub. I don't care. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I guess like to kind of wrap that whole conversation up, do you do you think you'll pick up a pair of 35s? I very much hope so because I've been blessed in life to get, I got the 32, 33 and 34 from Jordan brand. So I haven't had to buy one of them in quite a few years. And when it comes to stuff like this, it's going to be harder to wear, not impossible, but harder to wear on the streets and when I look at the amount of basketball shoes I have in the closet right now that are either worn, but still completely great. And they're very nicely broken and worn once or not worn at all. It's in like the twenties. So it's like, I really can never justify the past couple of years buying the latest Jordan model, even if I love it because I already have, you know, 22 other, basketball shoes to get through <laughs> before those see any shine. So just yeah. for practical purposes, I love the way they look. Um, but yeah, not to be like baggy, but like if I got a pair, hell yeah. And I'm going to, I mean, the 34 is one of my most comfortable pairs of shoes I wore last year, last season. And I mean that, but like I wouldn't have sought it unless it was heavily discounted just because I have, 10 other shoes I'm told to like, and I like those 10 other shoes. So it's, it's just, it's, it's a numbers game. How about yep. you? Uh, I mean, I'll probably try to get a pair. I usually try to get at least one pair of, of the signature Jordan. I really like that black and red colorway. Was it Rui Hachimura's? It's like Samurai logo or something inspired. Yeah. I mean, that, that one, I'm not really like, I've got enough red sneakers in, in my closet but that one looks so good to me. So I'll probably try to get that one. And I don't know, like I'll be excited about it right now. I'll think, yeah, I got to get this. I got to get that. And then eventually the, they'll sit someplace and I'll hopefully get them on a discount. Um, Cause I mean, you know, the, the signature model almost always goes on sale at some point or another. So always. Um, so man, I'm at a loss right now because Kanye just tweeted a picture of himself wearing the um, the court purple Jordan ones next to his slide. Like he has a slide next to it, and he's wearing with both feet in a pair of ones, and it just says mood. And I was like, ah, oh, this motherfucker, I love you. I mean, like, because everybody's been like so wild about his tweets. I mean, I, I just feel like I feel like it's so disrespectful to all the people that have put in work to get his brand to where it's at to just be like, okay, cool. I, I want to wear Jordans again. I mean, I, I understand where he's coming from. I understand the argument of he should be able to wear and do whatever he wants. But at the same time, people have jobs and careers and sponsorship deals because that ties them to a particular brand or company or whatever. 
you can't expect to work at Best Buy and not wear a Best Buy shirt, right? Like you can't expect to work at McDonald's and not, you know, wear your Travis Scott stuff. Like that just is the norm of any type of agreement where there's money exchanged. And I think that's really, really unfortunate that this is happening. And I, I don't know, I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. Cause I feel like we should probably do a whole episode on Kanye and the, his decisions, but I think it's really disrespectful to a lot of the people that, you know, have worked really hard to get to, to make sure that the Yeezys with Adidas were really successful. I believe Cartman, I also do understand that it's hilarious. You know, I'm not, not denying that, but I believe Carmen once said, whatever, whatever I do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kidding. But, um, I mean, it's just funny. Like you said you, and I try to do this too. I want to have one of every Jordan that releases like straight up. I do, but I have a harder time pulling that trigger, but I'll buy the same kit sweatshirt for the fourth time for 175. (laughs) So it's just like the human brain's a hell of a thing. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and I don't have, you know, one of every air Jordan. I mean, there are times where I, you know, might've been close, but there's, there's so many of them and it's so hard to decide. And it's so hard to, for me, it's so hard to not just wear them and beat them up. And I want to, I want to be able to have like the experience of wearing the stuff and playing in it and feeling what it feels like to play in it. But also I want to be able to look back at them five, 10 years ago and go, Oh, yeah, that's right. This was super dope, right? I, you're, you're right. I just want to get off topic, super off topic really quick. I hate this is the second time today. There is, I've got a notification that pops up on my phone saying like, oh, the shoe's on discount. And the biggest size they have is a 10. Like, Don't tell me that. Don't tell me a shoe's $40. Yeah. And I can't buy it. It's not my size. I, I had one uh, earlier today that was, uh, you know, like 40% off or something like that of a shoe that I actually want. Click the link. Only size available. Size 18. Ah, no way. This is the Ghost Racer. This is one of your favorite shoes. The white, <laughs> Volt, the white and Volt pair, thirty-eight dollars. Wow. The biggest size they have is a ten and a half. Mother of pearl. Why are you showing me this? You know, you have cookies. You have all my data. You have my facial recognition <laughs> and my social security number. You know, I'm a size twelve. God damn it! Like you should know <laughs> how to scan. Like if you know how to take what I googled on my laptop what rug I looked at and find four that look just like it and put it on my Instagram. You can remember I'm a size 12. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anywho, we'll end there. Sneakerhead problems. Seriously. I really want 38. It's funny how like you, nothing really makes you angry quite like not being able to buy a $38 shoe that you like, had no interest in buying five minutes ago. But yep. now that it popped for 30, you just see 38 and you're like, God damn it. I'm entitled to this. yep exactly oh man all right well let us know what y'all think of all these new releases if you're going to be copping uh you know what you think about the jordan 35 obviously that's one of the bigger releases of the year always for uh sneakers but if you're really uh interested in, in having those conversations like robbie said discord uh through our patreon so patreon.com slash sneaker history and you can sign up and get access to our discord and we have a lot more of this conversation going on over there but we appreciate all of you uh, rocking with us, spending an hour with of 
spending an hour of your week with us. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. See you, everybody. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.